from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. Hey, Money Movers, welcome to another episode of the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood. We're going to dive right in today and talk to the CEO and founder of the savvy startup Sweatpack and the personal fitness brand smallandstrong.co. She's been honored as one of the Forbes 30 Under 30 leaders for her impact on fitness, technology, and community building, Atlanta's Influencer of the Year, and a highly sought-after social media community motivator and marketing consultant. Some of her clients have included Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and Bumble, just to name a few. Money Moose family, please welcome the small and strong Umama Cabrera. Hi, Hi guys. Thank you so much for having me on here today, Tanya. I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm so excited to have you here as an Atlanta native and resident and entrepreneur. It is a pleasure, pleasure, pleasure to have you on the podcast today. And I look forward to hearing and understanding more about your journey and what you've been building. 
Thank you. Uh, I'm so excited to hear, you know, you're from Atlanta and we have so many great voices that are really speaking to how much power we have down here. Yes, Atlanta is an incredible city and so great to build in and everyone has their own journey. But Umama, tell us, how did you get your start? You've built an incredible company in Sweatpack. Where did the idea for entrepreneurship, especially in the technology and fitness space, come from? Yeah, I think it all kind of traces back to my roots of my very unique name, Umama. Mm -hmm. uh, the root of it, Uma, actually means community. And um, I'm a first-generation Bengali Muslim American, mm -hmm. and watching my dad throw these huge community events to bring together his family and really keep his cultural roots alive uh, really taught me the value of community. But I had a very hard upbringing with my culture and really trying to understand mm -hmm. it. So I used fitness, clubs, sports as a way of really trying to find myself uh, and trying to really develop these entrepreneurial skills that I natively had. So um, I graduated from Georgia State University with a marketing degree. I've worked at several agencies and startups, but I always knew I could be that person that puts on the white hat and could do everything. Right, wow. that chief everything officer. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until after college when I started playing sports and started working out that I recognized I found this power in me that helped me totally rely on myself, helped me learn how to be disciplined, mm -hmm. committed, and find community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But as I was playing these sports and working out, I recognized there was this big gap in the industry with people that wanted to meet other people, but then also the hardest part, which is staying committed and consistent with fitness. So I decided to merge the best of both worlds, take the model from the sports league model of weekly group activities mm -hmm. and being able to try out different things and bring it into the fitness industry. So now you don't just join a sports team or a soccer team, football team. You can join a yoga club that meets up every Sunday with the same six people for six weeks and um, being able to use technology to really become this pipeline uh, and marketplace opportunity for gyms, studios, as well as for consumers. Oh, Umama, I love that. As someone who is, I have always been super into fitness, athletics, running, sports, and any sort of like exercise and fitness programs, I've actually found that some of my longest friendships have been formed around sports or training together in this. So there's something so special about that, especially when you be able, you're able to connect on a marketplace like this, like-minded people. So that is such a brilliant idea. And I'm so glad to hear that. And it really sucks for the non-athletic people that were like, I want to have that community, but I don't have an athletic bone in my body. So it's a really great way to just manage the whole team aspect of it, right? Communication, yep. connecting with people and getting rewarded. So definitely a fun atmosphere. So let's talk about what it's like to build a company and take the leap into entrepreneurship here in Atlanta in particular. Um, so you had this great idea. You knew that it had sort of worked for you and you could envision it. What were the steps that you took to really get this product off the ground and get it in front of people and customers? Yeah. So the number one advice I give people, which is when you're building an MVP, a minimal viable product, is to start with the most free option, which is building a community, using social media as your customer discovery platform. Mm. So 
for me, when I first came up with the idea in 2015, platforms like ClassPass and PeerFit still didn't really exist. So there wasn't really any big first movers in the fitness tech industry. Those are all building. I knew that the market needed this sweat pack model at some point, mm -hmm. but it wasn't quite ready yet. Mm -hmm. So I did this first by starting a marketing agency, building the trust on the B2B side, wow. and building up these brands first with managing their brands, hosting their events, managing their influencers, and showing them that I knew how to build these uh, repetitive communities that came back mm -hmm. and uh, help them increase that retention rate. On the flip side, I was building the community in the consumer market with hosting events, creating content, showing them all these gyms. Uh, one cool fact about me is something I did for myself personally was I worked at over 457 gyms across the world. Wow. So totally selfish at first. I was doing it because I had just gotten laid off. I had just gotten broken up with and I was trying to figure out a place to live. <laughs> so I had all these different factors just like changing in my life. And I knew if I could go into a new environment like a gym with this disciplined mindset and then the backbone of my community that I could do anything. Wow. So I always recommend people date yourself, figure out what's that once a week activity that you can do that you can really dive into the background business of build that network Two, build that MVP, which mm -hmm. is the community and content. And then three, join accelerator programs and all the amazing free resources in Atlanta. I cannot tell you, I would not be here where I am today without Atlanta Tech Village, without Goody Nation, without the GSU ENI program. All of these programs gave me the foundation, yes. gave me the investments non-diluted to get started and amplify what I was doing. Oh, I love to hear you say that because oftentimes we'll have so many people in the Money Moves audience, so many people just who are listening in and trying to figure out how do I start my business. And what you gave, just such tangible tips here, join an accelerator program. Because no matter what city you are in, no matter how big tech is or how small, or even if you're online, there's so many different access points for education um, where you can really start benefiting your business. And you said something that was really interesting to me, Mama. You talked about customer discovery. Mm -hmm. And I wanna, can you tell us like what customer discovery is and some of the knowledge that you learned about your own customer base as you were building Sweatpack? Cause I think this is really important for people to understand and learn from the steps that you've made along the way. Yeah, so customer discovery in my simple definition is figuring out what problem is actually wrong with your customers and solving for that. So I went through um, both the ATDC customer discovery mm -hmm. program as well as Atlanta Tech Village's customer discovery program. And I learned that it's about going out and actually talking to your customers, yeah. figuring out what are our, let's say three to five things that we are guessing is the problem um, and then our, our hypothesis. Yeah and then testing those hypotheses by actually talking to people. What I've recognized with a lot of tech founders um, and failed founder stories is they go right to, this is my problem, I'm gonna build a product, yes. and then the customers will come. No, no, no. We have way too many resources to help us now 
to actually test if the product is needed and if our certain solution is the one that people want and that we can iterate on. Right, right. Oh, thank you for sharing that because I feel like that is a huge obstacle for a lot of early stage founders because they've got this idea and they think their idea is the idea, but the key is to figure out, is your idea something that people will pay for? Is it, you know, a pain point for so many others? And that helps to inform your market, et cetera, and so much more. And it's really best to find that early. And that, again, like you mentioned, actually informs you on what your MVP is. Exactly. And there's so many tools out there. If you're not comfortable, maybe one-on-one -on -one interviews, use these polling features on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram, and collect all that data mm -hmm. and use that to actually build and iterate. I've learned from my investors and my mentors that that's actually what got them to trust me from the beginning because they knew I was obsessed with my customers because they were genuinely my friends and I was out to solve their problem. Oh, I love that too, because Sweatpack is heavily rooted in people gathering together and forming communities. And I love the way you sort of viewed it because you were like, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna survey people and I'm gonna bring them together. And you you looked at it that, that as like marketing and marketing and targeting your customers. So that understanding I think has served you really well. But can you talk about the pandemic has put a serious damper on the ability pe for people to gather safely. How have you managed to pivot your business to maintain success during this really trying time? Yeah, and I'm gonna give it to you straight, Tanya. Um, the pandemic was rough. Yeah. Uh, a lot of my startup founder friends have shut down have had to totally pivot their business models. And even Sweatpack had to pivot a lot. What I'm grateful for is number one, my co-founder and I have a trusted relationship that's mm -hmm. rooted in solving the problem. Mm -hmm. So as you know, Sweatpack is all about bringing people together mm -hmm. in person. So last March, we really had to sit down and first my co-founder and I, Marvin, had to ask, what is it that we're actually solving for? Is it we're solving to help people connect in person? Mm. Or is it we're actually just trying to help people get connected and be consistent? Mm. And do we need to be in person to be able to do that? No. Wow. So we took a one month break to just first check in on ourselves. Because I think it's really important as founders to first remember you are the heart and soul of the business. And if you are not taken care of, financially and personally, you will not be able to continue forward yep. with the momentum you need. So we took that break to internalize it. Two, we got back to our customers, back into that customer discovery mode. What do you guys need right now from us? And our teams and our amazing community of over 5,000 people reached out and they were like, we still need these groups. More than ever, we need yes. to be consistent, but more than ever, we need solutions for working out. So we quickly shifted to the Sweatpacks Olympics model. The Olympics were supposed to happen last year, so we kind of played on that. And what happened was we doubled in revenue. Wow. We doubled memberships and grew to over 25 cities during the pandemic. So it was- That's incredible. <laughs> it was amazing. And I'm not gonna say that that momentum is still alive and well right now because we are going through another pivot mm -hmm. right now bringing in our B2B line. But you know what? What I've learned is it comes down to that co-founder's relationship and staying connected with the community for their actual needs. Um, the other thing we discovered was that our gyms and our trainers 
more than ever needed us. Right. So we fueled more of that B2B pipeline um, and doing more of the marketing activations for them and building the technology that they actually needed to get online mm -hmm. and to get customers. So as you evolve and iterate, you figure out what problems are new and how to solve them. Oh, this is so great, and there's so many questions that I could ask. But let's go back to you know you're an early you're an early stage founder. Um, did you guys raise money for this, or did you bootstrap all on your own to get to the point where you are now? We bootstrapped. Um, we have been revenue generating since day one, so definitely grateful for that. Wow. Um, we I definitely took out a personal loan through Cabbage. Shout out to Cabbage yep. for helping me be able another to another Atlanta unicorn company. Another with Atlanta a female unicorn. founder. <laughs> yes. Uh, so definitely took advantage of that. Um, but also, we received a lot of grants, over fifty thousand dollars in non diluted wow. grants. Wow. So, you know, once again, it comes down to the opportunities that are available out there. And if you're willing to do the work and willing to network enough to be known for those opportunities. Oh my gosh, Umama, if this was a TikTok, I wish there was like the ability to caption all the great things this. you're saying. Because number <laughs> one, you know, you're the first thing I want everyone to understand, especially from the standpoint of an investor, is the best money you can get is revenue. It's not investment money. Revenue is the best money and testimony to the future success of your company. Because if people are willing to pay for your idea, you have something. And secondly, you're like, I had to take out a personal loan. I had to bootstrap. But you really focused on growing revenue, which is really, really amazing. And the second part there, the grants. Because yeah. I also think there's this narrative out there where people think there's no money, there's no capital, and women can't get capital. Well, now more than ever, it's out there. And if you have a business that's thriving, that has revenue, like grab it, grab it. Exactly. And I think sometimes what the problem is, is people don't know how to find these grants and resources. So my recommendation is to create a profile on F. Five, six, yes, FS6, FS6. 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 It's weird. FS6, yeah. Create a profile on there. Just uh, subscribe to newsletters, right? Like um, I'm subscribed to Atlanta Tech Village and Goody Nation, which yep. always is sending out opportunities. Um, you know, the Ambition Fund, I know you guys did a lot of really great work collaborating with A3C yep. and um, a lot of pitch competitions. So get out there. I know it's a virtual world now, so even more, it's easier to get access to. Well, these. that's what I love. I think it's kind of democratized, you know, being able to pitch and even meet investors. Because once upon a time, you had to get on the plane, you had to go to the valley, da 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 da, wear your puffer vest, act the act. But now you can do it through a Zoom, and there's so many more people who are looking for capital and looking for great business to invest in. So it's created a lot more opportunity, I think. Exactly. My number one advice to be able to get in front of these people even quicker and let them know who you are first is to start developing a personal brand. A lot of people don't recognize that the personal brand is a key access to your sales funnel. Yeah. I'm not saying become an influencer. I'm saying become a thought leader in your space so people know who you are before you even reach out to them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they can see exactly what your momentum is what your knowledge in the space is, mm -hmm. and then people can refer you easily to opportunities. Absolutely. People pay attention to what you put out, and especially if you're passionate about 
or you have some sort of detailed knowledge base, like people will come back more and more to be like, okay, Umama, I know she's building community, she's into fitness, and they come back to pay and pay attention to what you're saying. Umama, it seems like you have a lot to offer by way of advice, and would you mind sticking around with us for our deep dive to try and offer some more of that wisdom to our Money Moves audience? Of course, how can I help you guys? All right, family, make sure you stay tuned to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood for some more amazing advice from Umama coming up next. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from.